Welcome to Ginspired, brought to you by theginshop.ca. This podcast will take you on a journey into the world of gin, where you'll experience this versatile spirit in ways you never thought possible. Now the host of Ginspired, Heather E. Wilson. Hello and welcome to Ginspired, where we talk about and celebrate everything about the wonderful juniper lace spirit called gin. And I'm your host, Heather E. Wilson. On today's episode, I welcome back my good friend, Carl Richards. And we're going to talk about one of my absolute favorite topics, gin and chocolate together. And some of the yummy new recipes that you can find in my new cookbook, Gin Inspired, the ultimate gin cookbook. Welcome, Carl. Well, thank you for having me back, Heather. First off, I didn't realize that you could put gin and chocolate together. I'm not surprised, (laughs) (laughs) but I didn't know. So I'm really excited to find out more about this. And we actually happen to have gin and chocolate on standby if we need to try these desserts today. There we go. You are in for a treat. Before we get into our conversation, like with all episodes, we're going to talk about and share what we are drinking today. And I'll go first. Experience goes first anyways, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm going to go first this time. It is a chocolate martini. Oh. And as many of us know, original martinis were gin, okay? If, mm-hmm. if there's vodka drinkers listening, martinis are actually supposed to be gin. It's only been since like the 80s that gin has been replaced by vodka for many people. So a chocolate martini, I call it my lazy chocolate martini because (laughs) I don't like to, you know, go too crazy. So it is just gin with creme de cacao. Ooh. Okay. You put it all in a shaker with ice, shake, 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 put it in your ice cold martini glass. You can even rim it with chocolate shavings or something. If you want to go super fancy, strain it into your glass and boy, it is good. That sounds (laughs) Delicious. I want to pour out what I'm drinking. <laughs> Just make up one of those, but I don't have the creme de cacao on hands. So, oh my goodness. Uh, well, go to the store today and get some because I oh, it is epic. Absolutely done. So I am drinking. This is actually my parents used to drink this. I don't know if they still do, but they used to drink this all the time. They'd go to restaurants and they'd order a cocktail. And without fail, this is always what they ordered. They would order a gin and orange which I understand is more referenced as gin and juice, but my gin is the Tangeray London Dry. A very good traditional mm. gin. But yes, the mm. history of gin and juice is a whole nother episode. Quite fascinating that gin and juice is called gin and juice versus vodka and orange or vodka and cranberry. But for yeah. most people, the assumption is if you're putting juice with gin, it's orange. So let's talk about chocolate and gin, because as a female, chocolate is my natural love. Okay. I love, love, love chocolate. The darker, the better for me. Okay. I really prefer dark chocolate. And when I discovered that you could mix gin with chocolate, my mind was literally blown. And I can tell you exactly how it first started because it's in the cookbook. So 
I like making my own chocolates, okay, my own truffles. And after, you know, I've been cooking with gin and I was like, I wonder what it would taste like to put gin in my truffles because there are brandied truffles. There are, you know, truffles you can get with every liquor practically under the sun but no gin ones. Why yeah, not? Interesting. Yeah. Right. And heads up, the liquor does not cook off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. think it cooks off with brandy either. Does it? No, it doesn't. I don't think potent. so. These are potent little balls of heaven. Okay. They're very impotent. They're yeah. very impotent. Yeah. So I took what I had on hand, which happened to be Tangeray Rangpur, which is a more citrus gin. Okay. okay. And mm-hmm. I added it into my dark chocolate truffles Ooh. with a little bit of lime zest. And I took them to a party. I was like, please try these. Like, I have to know if it's just us that love these or if it's everybody else. And the response was like mind blowing. Everyone was like, oh my God, like these are so good. And it's different because the gin. And it's like with all cooking, the gin does something to the chocolate. There's a chemical reaction. It boosts it. And no other alcohol that I've ever seen in cooking does this. So the chocolate tasted chocolatier, but you could still taste the lime of the gin. And the longer they sat, the better they got. Here's the question. After serving these and getting the love from your neighbors, how many offered to cut your grass in exchange for (laughs) gin truffles? Well, they started getting a lot of my test recipes. (laughs) (laughs) This was before I had my official testers for the cookbook. So it all started with the gin truffles. Mm. And now I make all different flavors. I infuse raspberry and I have raspberry truffles. I have cinnamon ones. I have like, you name it. It can be put in a truffle pretty much if it it's, you know, a normal desserty type flavor. They're so easy to make. And I don't even dip mine in chocolate anymore. I just roll them in cocoa powder and that's it. Cause they're so good. You don't even need that extra shell of chocolate. You just roll them in cocoa powder. And- so they work well with that. Is there any other chocolate recipes you've Discover they work well. Like, could you make yes. a cake with it, for example? Absolutely. Or? Yeah. So, all the chocolate recipes. Well, all the recipes are my favorite, but there are two in particular in the cookbook. One is a flourless raspberry chocolate tort. Oh. Okay. There's no flour in it. If you've ever had a flourless chocolate tort, well, not only is there raspberry compote in it that I use that mm-hmm. I infuse the raspberries with the gin ahead of time, but there's a ganache on the top. That also uses, of course, gin. And it's kind of like the truffles, but slightly different. If you ever want to make something impressive, that tort is it. And it's easy. So then the other, well, okay, there's two more. I said there was only two, but there's actually two more. We have Negroni brownies. A Negroni is a very, very, very classic gin cocktail that involves gin, Campari, and vermouth, usually sweet vermouth and orange, usually a twist mm-hmm. of orange or a slice of orange or however you like it. So one day <laughs> I'm like, I love Negronis and I love brownies. Again, mind blowing. So the recipe, you make a Negroni cocktail. So you actually make the cocktail. You okay. put orange zest in it. You let the orange zest sit in the cocktail for a little bit just to kind of infuse Then that whole cocktail gets dumped into the brownie batter and it ends up tasting very similar to a Terry's chocolate orange, but more like upscaled. And for those of you who think, oh my gosh, I don't want to 
waste my gin. First of all, there's no such thing as wasting it because you're using it. And it's only two tablespoons. So it's not hordes. And it's for the greater good. Absolutely. It's for the greater good. It's for dessert. It's for the love of gin. It's for love of neighbors and family and friends. and Exactly. And it's impressive. Again, I'm all about easy. So it's a pretty easy recipe to make. It's one bowl and you microwave some butter and chocolate and stir some stuff in, right? <laughs> it's not hard to make, yeah. but very quick to make and super impressive. So if you're looking to impress, these are it. And they're great it. warm, you know, with a little bit of ice cream and our boozy chocolate sauce. Because, of course, I have a boozy chocolate sauce that can go over <laughs> just about everything. Or you can just eat them cold, just like a regular brownie, you know? So. All right. What's the third one? We have peanut butter, chocolate, and gin lava cakes. Now, you know a lava cake. Everyone knows <laughs> oh, a lava cake now, right? I love lava Who cake. Who doesn't yeah, love yeah, a yeah. lava cake? I remember the very first time I had one. I was on a cruise. And... I had never had a lava cake in my entire life. Now, this is a long time ago now. And I was, I think I ate one every night on the cruise. (laughs) Well, they're good. They're so good. But they were very standard. And so I like Mm. to put stuff in my lava cakes. Let me guess, gin? There's gin in it. I know, (laughs) shocking. But not only gin, but peanut butter with the chocolate. Now, if you're a peanut butter chocolate fan, I'm telling you. Yeah? These are... Absolutely freaking fantastic. Now, if you're not a peanut butter fan, you can make them just as is plain. Or I also put jam in mine. We happen to have a boozy raspberry jam recipe. Shocking. I know. We put in (laughs) jam and peanut butter into our gin lava cakes. Is there a specific style of peanut butter that works better? Like would a smooth or extra creamy or like some of the darker roasted peanut butters, which one works best with that recipe? Yes. So definitely smooth, unless you really like a crunchy lava cake, which I don't think most people do. Yeah. So smooth is better. And while you can go with the all natural kind of smooth, you have to be a little careful because even the all natural peanut butters that are technically smooth, they're not that smooth. In this case, I would actually use a purchased peanut butter that is mm-hmm. smooth or extra creamy. And, you know, it depends on how nutty tasting you like your peanut butter, right? Yeah. If you are making your own or prefer the natural kind, just make sure it's like super smooth and Make sure it's well mixed and not all that oil. You know how when natural peanut butter, the oil sits, that could mess up your lava cake if there's too much oil. And you don't want to mess up a lava cake. And you don't want to mess up a lava cake. Especially one that also has gin in it. (laughs) Correct. Oh, and I do have a super crazy tip for anybody making a lava cake. And it's in the book. Okay. So the trick with the lava cake, the batter you can make up to 24 hours ahead and just put in your little ramkins. Okay. Right. But it's 13 minutes of cooking exactly. Okay. Rest one minute. And then when you turn it over and tap it gently and lift off your ramkin, then you have lava cake awesomeness. If you overcook it, you'll have cake. cake. It's cake. Yeah. (laughs) Because my understanding is that that's how they were created. The chef was making mini cakes for something. I don't know if it was a wedding or a party. Anyway, he was making them on mass and they didn't cook to the full time. And they came up with these delectable... Mm, sinful. Mm, yes, very <laughs> delicious. Sinful. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now, some people stick a truffle in the middle of their lava case to get their ooey gooey chocolate. That's not my method. Mine is pure, real batter okay. because I think sticking the truffle in is cheating. Always going to be liquid. 
it doesn't cook. I've learned so much today about, and these recipes don't sound like they're that complicated either. They're not. And they're all in the book. They're all in the they're book. In the cookbook. Cool. They're all in the book. And your copy will be arriving soon. So I know Heather's going to put the link to the cookbook in the show notes for you. Okay. So you can order your copy. I have ordered copies. Here's the thing. Don't order one. Order a couple. Because once you dive into it, you're probably going to want to have a copy for a friend or a family member. So I ordered a couple. Actually, I ordered more than a couple. But certainly order a few because gin. And thanks for having me again today, Heather. This was fun. We have to do this again. And thanks so much, Carl, for being here. I love talking about gin. That's fun. <laughs> yes. And there you have it. All you wanted to know about gin and chocolate and more. A match made in heaven. And thank you for being here today. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the cookbook and the gymshop.ca for all your gin clothing and novelty needs. And until next time, remember, a true friend reaches for your hand and puts a glass of gin in it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ginspired, brought to you by the ginshop.ca. If we've ginspired you, drop us a note heather at the ginshop.ca. We may even read your email or feature your ginspirational story in an upcoming episode. And remember to follow us on social media. Until next time, let the party be ginned.